Ladies and gentlemen, before we jump into today's interview, I just want to take a second to tell you about the finest guitar straps in the game right now. That is Soldier Guitar Straps. Now, I'm sure you've heard us talk about it at length, how much we love their products. And I've got three guitars sitting next to me right now with Soldier Straps on them. We also did an interview with the founder of Soldier Straps, Jen Tabor. And if you haven't listened to that interview yet, what you're going to need to do after listening to today's interview is scroll back through Spotify or Apple, find the interview with Jen Tabor from Soldier Straps, and hear her tell you why they set themselves apart from the competition. And they make so much more than just guitar straps. They've got dog collars, they've got belts, they've got headbands, they've got camera straps, they've got bags. So many awesome products. It's miraculous. I have any money in my bank account whatsoever. But we're here to make sure that that's not an issue. So if you go to soldier.us and input the promo code the underground sessions you'll get 15% off of any of the amazing products that they offer that's soldier s o u l d i e r .us promo code the underground sessions that's all lowercase no capitals get 15% off of your order and the best part is by supporting soldier straps you support someone who supports us and that lets us keep saying dumb shit into microphones and hanging out with musicians and we really appreciate that so without further ado here is today's interview i want you to know the power of the underground you just press down in this lever with your thumb and then All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Underground Sessions podcast. I am your host, Dylan Federici. I am here, as always, with my co-hosts. What's going on, everybody? Nobody. Hey, everyone. You're not going to? God damn it. No, we don't need names. Every time. They okay. We're my co-hosts enough. are unnamed. We're, we're famous enough. In Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sweden it's loves good us. good enough for me, Dylan. If you guys have questions about who my co-hosts are, ask your Swedish friends. <laughs> um, but anyway, we are here today with the cutest of all the nuisances that's a hard word to say <laughs> anyway cutest nuisance what's going on everybody how's it going how you doing hey, hey. glad to be here <laughs> <laughs> can we go around the table real quick introduce yourselves so yeah. the people listening can sure thing uh i'm devin devin brizak i play <clears throat> guitar and i sing for cutest nuisance hey i'm matt cortez and i play bass for cutest nuisance I'm Brad. I'm drummer and backup vocalist in Cutest Nuisance. Hey, what band are you guys in again? <laughs> I'm Melissa Hernandez, and I play guitar. All right. Cutie new. <laughs> Cutie new? All right. So anyway, <laughs> the, the cable cutting out got me all thrown off here. Yeah. But well, we're good now, though. It's we'll okay. The game yeah. has changed. Yeah. It is. The vibes are off. We need to <laughs> sage the studio. Um, but we are here at Synergy Recording Studios, which if that sounds familiar, you probably saw us spamming your pages with uh, stuff from Chris Kramer's EP, because that's where he recorded it. So, uh, yeah. And if the audio sounds a little bit better than it usually does, it's because I wasn't doing the audio this time. <laughs> um, that was the fine folks at Synergy. So, um, aside from that, though, cutest nuisance people, band, musicians extraordinaire, Tell us how this project came to be. Tell us where you guys draw some influence from. We want to hear the story from start to finish here. Yeah, sure. Um, it's actually not that long of a story. We're a pretty new project. Um, <clears throat> me and uh, my my buddy Brad here, our drummer, um, we've been playing music for a long time together. Uh, close to 10 years now, um, since maybe... 2013 2014 and uh yeah i've been playing music with them for a while and we um i started i started getting a project out here early 2020 mm -hmm. the pandemic mm -hmm. um started to <clears throat> well I guess I should start over and say that um, I wanted to start demoing solo stuff because I've been playing in bands for a while and wanted to um, start being able to write and record my own music. So I picked up an interface um, and started learning how to mix just rough demos for myself. And Brad's always been um, an engineer extraordinaire. For for me, um, been working in audio production for as long as I've known them. So 
they helped me out with a lot of that that fun stuff. And uh, well, I, I sent some demos in late 2021. Mm-hmm. I've got a few songs going, and you know, it, it's kind of a magical story because it just happened so quick. We decided to bring it live, posted on the Chicago DIY page on Facebook, mm-hmm. and found my good buddy Matt Cortez here. Um, we got who, together once, and that was. Like, yeah, just nailed it. First, first instant audition. chemistry kind of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. that's awesome. Yeah, two songs audition. We we auditioned at uh, Music Garage in Chicago, mm-hmm. and we were kind of like geeking out a little bit at how how well it went. <laughs> I remember it. Like after we left, we were just kind of sitting there like, "Wow, that was amazing! Yeah. <laughs> just the best audition we've had." Exactly. And then, well, Matt is good friends with Melissa here, and they they've been working on the Synergy Music Studio. Um, for a minute here and this over the, over the last year they've just done some amazing things with it and we're so blessed to be able to play with them and uh record down here and it's just been it's just been a fun little powwow since so i I'd, I'd say we're just getting started there's it's kind of crazy there's not a whole lot of backstory to it like we we just getting going and hitting the ground running it's kind of like the first time i would say that there was a band where we didn't uh me and devin didn't um just kind of get friends together and do something, but you know, we all kind of found like we 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 made it into a collaborative project with a group of musicians this time. And our friends are also very talented people, but it's one of those things where the chemistry has always been different to me because I'm still in bands with my other in, in other bands with my friends, but nothing feels quite like this. Of course, they are my friends now, and it's just I I, I do I. I I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. You're all good. <laughs> Completely. Uh, I was on something there. So when you guys came into the project, did you guys think that, like, um, like is it similar influences you all had, or is it is it kind of just like a mixture of everything you guys have been doing for the past however long that fed into itself, you know? Um, I'd say yes, for the most part. I knew um, – so I, I wrote all the music going into it. I wrote, okay. Um, the guitar, the bass, the drums, all the fun stuff. Well, well, Brad wrote the drums. Well, no, I, I would, I would still argue you did too, because uh, I wrote the first demos. I wrote were a lot more, I guess, um, garage rock, and we just kind of stripped it back even more. So yeah, I would say you were pretty integral to how the first album's drums came out. So, I mean, we um, got together with the understanding that you know there's an idea behind these four or five songs, whatever they were when they started. Um, and we all wanted to make an indie project. Mm-hmm. So we all have some influences or like, you know, general agreement on like a sound that we're going for. And the songs just kind of turned into something different, like uh, of their own. They evolved and yeah. everybody's flair got added into it. A little, little cooking, a little spice, you know what I'm saying? For sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I mean, it's been great. It like to have a like a, a solid idea for something you want to make, and have people come in with great ears and great like uh, instrumentation and just talent and music in general to add to it, and just became something of its own. So yeah, I mean, we all have similar influences, but we all have pretty different tastes at the same time. Um, I, I had a few bands that I had in mind that I took inspiration from when I started writing the project. But, uh, you know, the more that we got together and played, the more we saw, you know, what wasn't working, what was working, and just kind of, you know, what, what what any band does. You can just cut the fat or, you know, just yeah. go places you didn't think you would before. So For sure. Well, it's kind of nice you guys are stepping out of the box a little bit and also having a direction and then just letting it flow naturally with, you know, who you have in your band. So. Oh yeah, totally. I mean that that, that that's a, that's the best part about it is you know everyone there's like there's no ego which is so integral to our process. I mean, I I would say we started off at, this did start off as a solo project and it slowly and uh, kind of quickly turned into more than that and I'm happy for it because I everyone here their opinion you know I trust and we all you know, take turns with ideas and, you know, we, we kind of want to write to the music. So if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but that, that, that's exactly what it was. Like we, we, we took chances and, um, 
we're happy for it because I mean I I think everyone here in general just trusts each other with the music and we all have a pretty good idea with where we're going trust especially is very true um i think it's uh, because we all know at least the bare bones of like tracking and you know the the first steps of engineering a song a lot of us you know it's like if this is an idea that you had it's probably a good one does it work we'll see you know and that's that's for sure very integral to how we recorded this uh, ep that we have so you said you guys are a newer project how new are we talking when did you guys first meet uh, so like I said, um, me and Brad have known each other since we we're 18 and, you know, for anyone listening, we're, we're about 26 right now. Um, give or take, yeah. depending on who couple, you ask. A couple months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we, we've been playing music in different projects together for, you know, like I said, close to 10 years. So, um, that's how I knew Brad and Brad and I have always had good writing, working, producing relationship. Um, and, uh, I met. Matt, um, 2021 in April? March, April? Yeah, March, April, early in 2021, like uh, off of Facebook. And um, it was it's just pretty like, recent. Very recent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we, it, like I said, it was just kind of like a lightning in a bottle and sort of luck. Like, found Matt on Facebook, first audition on bass, came through. We loved him. We loved his energy. And then he was good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we do, man. He's he, he's a riot. But um, so love at first sight. <laughs> yes, actually, like, actually, yeah, actually, actually, yeah. Look at this it was guy. Pretty much. <laughs> Tell me you didn't fall in love at first sight. <laughs> but uh, that that's what happened. And he was already working on the studio down here with Melissa. And the funny thing about that was we, we were looking for another guitarist and we, we had a couple ideas. We had a few people showing interest, but one practice, Melissa just happened to be here and said, you know, my friend Melissa is going to be here, and, you know, just jam and see how it goes. And we, we ran through the set. She heard some of the songs we were working on and she just hopped on there, there <laughs> and was- there was just a perfect Melissa-sized hole. <laughs> Puzzle pieces. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. Perfect. <laughs> just like all the pieces fit together. We just we just crammed her in there. <laughs> but no, it was it was great. Like I left that session knowing we had found our lead guitarist. So That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Two nailed auditions, I gotta say. How lucky are we? It was meant to be. It really yeah. does feel that way sometimes. Well, yeah, and it's great that the two members you added to the project were, you know, starting a recording studio. <laughs> it's all, it's all, you know, and hey. we, we need them. We need this one. No, no, it just worked out. I mean, Brad Brad works in in studios right now, um, professionally as well. So okay, sure. we have uh, we have three engineers in the band. It's pretty crazy. It's not. It's it's a uh, songwriter's. <laughs> for the ASMR fans, sorry, but yeah, it's yeah, no, it's it the the level of creative freedom we have like down here, writing and recording is just it's kind of it's just a playground, man. We have a good time. Absolutely. Well, it's funny that you're like, oh, we got three engineers in the band because it was exactly when you guys were like wrapping up songs. You're like, you know what? I messed this up, and we could have tweaked this here, and we could do that. And I'm like, man, that's exactly what happens when you have three <laughs> engineers in the band. But um. No, it was great. I mean, you guys, like, it's really surprising that you guys are so new because, like, you guys play very tight and very with each other. Like you said, that chemistry is very, like, on point with each other. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the songwriting process and everything because um, I'm trying to think, like, the the vibe I get is very 90s. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of Nirvana, a little bit of... Um, trying to think of like how to like the very like chorusy like delay you know what i'm talking about i can't think of the word for it right now someone well, correct me i'm, I'm fucking up as the, the music podcast yeah, host right hard. now <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, i'd say where we where we started from was very stripped down and bare bones because a lot of the music that i played with and i played with brad um in our previous projects were either very heavy metal math rock like 
as many as many pedals as you could possibly fit in like a song. Psychedelia yeah. max. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I mean, fifteen minute songs. <laughs> what what it kind of. <laughs> It, yeah, it was it was a bit much sometimes. That's why like this project when it started just as an idea was something to be stripped down like just as little as possible. And you know, it kind of spawned because the interface that I had, I I didn't want to mess with any pedals or plugins. I had mm. a very very basic understanding of tracking and mixing. So when I got into it, I eventually just was clean guitar and bass tones and you know, that's that's how we ended up keeping it. I really wasn't planning for it to be that way. But, you know, like I said, as as, as we started writing more and more and, and in the studio, listening to the songs back, we just kind of added layer and piece. Absolutely. Well, and then usually, too, like the, the chorus and the, you know, kind of slight delays and stuff like that are always my first go-to as when I'm playing is like the first go-to when I'm like, okay, I got to spruce up the clean tone a little bit. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, a little boost here, oh, little, sure. little, make it shimmer. Yeah. A little light chorus, a little light reverb, you know? Oh, and yeah. so I think that's, that's the usual progression for me, at least going from like a clean tone, like you said, starting off with just clean guitar into like, okay, let's start layering and adding more to mm -hmm. it. And I feel it's also easier too to like, add is then take away especially in music because if you have so many ideas you want and you're it's hard to take someone's idea out you've started like a like a like a white t-shirt level really yeah yeah weird way to explain it but yeah you kind of add layers to it you know seems a little bit easier well I, you had seven guitarists in the band yeah right. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's hard to remove shit i think the layering is like very integral to the sound that we still go for because we the layers are nice because I don't think we're like at our threshold and anything more is going to be too much like we always have room to kind of build our guitar tracks and our you know build up our vocal tracks and like you know you could have as many as you as you need to make the song sound full and then I still feel like we could add more because like I said you know stripping things back and coming from that nature of the songwriting it becomes like I said a lot less at the threshold and there's a lot more headroom for you I believe that because even with me without even in ears or anything, just walking around filming, I mean, I can hear each guitar playing with the harmonies and then the bass and obviously the drums, but it all mixed well just live with my own ears without having a headphone on. So. But to your point, it's very apparent like how each individual layer of the band fits in, right? Yeah, like everything's like a puzzle piece, playing, like, you know, is, it's not like someone's being muddled out or mm -hmm. rhythm guitar players over here and the leads always up here or whatever. Mm -hmm. Totally. No, there, there's so much call and response. Well, that's what's nice about starting from that foundational layer is, you know, this is, in a lot of ways, it started out as the quietest band that I've ever been a part of because it started off as clean tones and not a it lot of effects. the quietest nuisance? Yeah, the oh, quietest yeah. nuisance. <laughs> and then it yeah. changed to the cutest nuisance. All you know opinion. is we're annoying. That's that's all. <laughs> that part's been consistent. Any other adjective. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's, that's where it started from. And, you know, we are such a new band and we're, we're figuring out, you know, where the chemistry is and we, we we're really locking in the past few months of, of tracking and, and mixing, you know, what's working and what's not. And, you know, it's, there's with, without all the effects and you know, uh, distortion or gain, you, you can really hear each part. And so when we're practicing, that's, that's the thing that we work on is trying to translate the music from demo in my bedroom to full band and making sure that translate live, you know? So it's, um, that's something we work on. And, and there's sometimes where, you know, we've, we've had songs we're working on in the middle of it where Matt will stop and say, well, instead of that note right here, let's try, you, you try this note, Devin, you try this note, Melissa, you try this note, <laughs> just one note. And, <laughs> And it's 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 funny because while like no one here is like, oh man, we gotta. No, we like ideas. That's the best part here is the collaboration. No one here is. Everyone here has great ears for just mixing, and we we trust each other with our music. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, let's try it. You know, no ideas get shut down. You know, we try it, and if it doesn't work, it it doesn't work. I hit my snare drum louder sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no the truth comes out <laughs> that this is where we air our dirty laundry <laughs> <laughs> Calling everybody up. finally all right you guys want to talk about how much we hate drummers right yeah oh. no. <laughs> do it they're the worst 
Absolutely. Especially when you're trying to tune your guitar. Oh. Or talk. In general. Or get it, you know, consistent. Or practice. Yeah, yeah I was going to say get a consistent working practice in. But All right, guys, I actually got to take off here pretty soon. Um, that's great. It's a formality that we had you on the show. Actually, so. So, they they went to bat for you and said, we want you in here as so, well. I don't know. Oh, no. I've just been branded. Yeah. Don't listen to Dylan. He He makes fun of everyone. It's fine. Sometimes. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, no. People seem to like it. I don't know. I've been fired four times from this podcast. <laughs> well, three of them were the last episode. So <laughs> anyway. We operate on the three strikes route, so if I fire you three times in an episode, you're actually fired. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part. That's a per yeah. episode. Yeah, per episode. It resets every episode. All right, I'm back at zero. <laughs> so uh, Not anymore. <laughs> What's uh, any obstacles that you guys have come across? Anything that you didn't expect so far? Or you writing know, process or uh, just anything like that? The, the, the nice part about the setup that we have and the technical um, knowledge between members is, you know, we can send tracks or stems or demos to anybody and they can add to it or... You know, so honestly, I, I, I would say we haven't really come across any obstacles. If there's anything, it's just scheduling. I That's, can think of one. Uh, go ahead. Just transportation. When, oh, when you, yeah. you know, because that, that Indiana goes. drive. Yeah. I, I mean, I went through hell to get there. That's, that's the biggest part is, like, oh, as a new yeah. band, we having transportation. Like, oh, eventually we're going to invest in a van and all that fun stuff. You know, we like vans. Oh, I got a van, boys that's and so girls. I do have a van. It's not running right now, but you guys want to borrow it? It looks cool. <laughs> perfect. That's important. It looks great. There's shag carpet in it. No engine, no Same. wheels. <laughs> it's on cinder blocks. We'll I imagine you can't see that on camera, so it's fine. No. We'll get you where you go. I imagine um, every drummer needs a van just to transport all their stuff. I when I was in high school, I refused. My parents were like, "Would you want to take this old van or like get like some cheap used car?" I was like, "Not the van." Not the van now, but that was when I played bass, so I didn't need the van. Now I play the drums. I need the van. Yeah. So. Life's biggest regret. Honestly, I should have been a van. I should have been a van person just my whole life. It would have saved me so much guff. Because uh, everybody loved the kid that rolled up in a Honda Odyssey in high school, so. <laughs> Shout out Andrew Thomas. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, as far as obstacles go i mean we're we're still such a new project i'm sure as any band has obstacles eventually but everyone here is you know we've been in projects before we're all pretty mature <laughs> for the most part <laughs> oh but when it comes when it comes speak to band business yeah speak for <laughs> myself no no I, oof, yeah it's a tough one for, for me too i was gonna say but, i don't know if he can speak for any of us <laughs> <laughs> you know what i speak for no one but um yeah no any any band's gonna come across some obstacles, but we're we're still new and we're still getting things rolling. So I'm sure when the time comes, whenever that is, I mean we'll we'll take care of it because we everyone's got a lot of trust and faith in this, and we want it to succeed as best as we can. So I mean we we we've had arguments just like any band or relationship does. Is you know we talk through it. Buckle up. Everyone bring it down to a whisper. <laughs> Getting no. heavy in here. No. Here's the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh no. I mean no, what's nice is everyone here is mature enough to accept like when you know there's an argument where someone went wrong or if somebody did and just get over it. I mean, just just like any adult relationship. It's well, it's a work in progress. I think that's a awesome thing, like you were saying, with the chemistry is such a big deal and why a lot of people I think kind of don't go through with projects or you know at least I know like projects I've worked on in the past it's like you know you feel like certain people are committed more than you know others and it's it becomes an issue with like dude what do you, do you even want to do this or are you just kind of showing up whenever you want or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. so being on the same page even if you're arguing or working through some sort of musical direction you're already on the right path compared to 
yeah. a lot of people in the same boat, you know? There's a, there's an end goal in mind, and everyone's working to it. I mean, I've, I've been in bands that you're talking about exactly. Just, you know, somebody's not showing up. or you, you Bands are just like relationships for people who haven't been in a band. It's the same thing. I mean, you got four people who have to time. Or Wait, you regularly are in relationships with four people? Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you a story. No. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like relationships. You got four dudes. (laughs) Do I need to take the belt off again? That's free love here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sad you guys missed that. Uh, We asked if they wanted headphones. They refused, so. They'll hear it. They'll hear it in a couple weeks when this episode comes out. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, you work through the hard parts and hopefully everyone shows the effort that they want to be here and be a part of it. I mean, that's, what's nice about this one. It's, it's such a breath of fresh air, you know, and so unexpected, not because of anyone in particular, but just because I've, I've been there myself. I've been burned by the same level of like commitment or lack thereof and just apathy. Yeah. I mean, just, you've got to. Put work into it, like emotionally, financially, and physically. It's it's fun, but I mean, if you want to do anything with it or like make anything cool, it's just like any process. Whether it's like film or like art or music, it's you you got to really put time into it and make it work. I I, I just want to add on to that too. It's like even if you don't plan to do this as like something you can go on tour with and you know share your music and I'm sorry, produce wares and stuff like that. Um, if you're doing it for fun and you're working with people and you're all having fun, that's worth something. But, you know, there can just be times like that as well where you'll watch someone just burn you out because they don't care at all. Even though it's like a hundred percent, it's just something yeah. that we should all enjoy. Like if it's not what you enjoy, I mean, I, I get that, but like, don't, don't, don't hang on it. That's again, where it's like a relationship. Don't hang on to it. If you're going to be upset when I, you know, when we invite you into this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just gonna that say, was pretty much it. Yeah. At the same time, we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes we're all come to practice. And I'm not feeling it, or I'm not feeling myself, or whatever. You know, communication is where it all comes down to. Always setting expectations and and just trying to follow up with that. You know, because not everybody's on all the time. Not everybody's ready to do this. I mean, we all have bad days so i mean as long as that's communicated and you know it's not personal you talk it out if it is but if not you know just um the day-to-day yeah it's awesome so what do you guys got coming up like as far as i know you guys have released a few singles so far um you were telling me about some shows that maybe or maybe not have been told to the public so you guys don't have to say anything about those yet <laughs> but we will obviously share that information when it becomes public um but yeah so like what's in the works right now what's over the uh, horizon so we um uh, we were planning an EP release at the end of this month um prior to the spikes in covid so that got postponed um and we're just uh putting the finishing touches on this first EP got the singles out right now which you can go listen to um but right now i'd say we can expect to drop in like the next month or so and then um we've got a couple of shows that we haven't necessarily announced yet but they're coming so we're we're just trying to stay busy and if we're not busy with the shows we're busy recording or tracking or writing so um this this first ep is coming up on like a year in some of the songs, year and a half of being written. So, I mean, we're, we're ready to start writing again as soon as this thing gets going. That's what we're excited about. Mm-hmm. A couple demos in the works sure. that are already excited about. And yeah, I'm just going to be so happy to <laughs> get this one out there because these songs, uh, they've grown. They've grown. They really have. They've gotten, they've gotten more mature as we've recorded them. And I, I, I'm just very excited for people to hear them. Awesome. And um, kind of speaking of you guys doing recording and stuff, like how when did the studio become a thing with Synergy? When did it start? What was the idea? Um, it started like very late 2020, like December. Oh, I'm okay. Matt, by the way. I'm Matt talking again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so basically all this past year. So about a year's, year's time. You have quite a setup for a whole year. 
Thanks. Yeah, we work on it pretty much every day. It's always ongoing improvements mm. and stuff. Renovations. Yeah. yeah that's everyone will definitely see the vibe in here through the videos for sure. Yeah. Well, there's just so much that. to look at. <laughs> just in one corner. I mean, there's a <laughs> well, whole other w- basement. <laughs> it was nice because I didn't have to mix the audio for once, and then I got to nerd out about all the cool equipment, and it was great. It was a nice, relaxing episode for me so far. Just don't get spoiled. But <laughs> you can always come back. Yeah, there we go. See, there Love we go. You to have you back again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just uh, we st- we work um, every time we come here to work, and every time we try to like achieve a goal, we just kind of like find the obstacles in what it is that we're doing. So if we're trying to do something, and all of a sudden we find out that we can't do it because either we're lacking like a cable, or we need a different piece of equipment, or maybe like whatever it is, we just say like, okay, so then how do we solve that? Do I need to go to Guitar Center really quick and buy some cables? Do we need to order something? Are we doing something, like, not the best way? Hey, Google, like, can you help me out here real quick? Like, all sorts Love of things. Google. Yeah, Google's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Google's tight. The Google's free encyclopedia. Tight. Yeah, right. Yeah. But but that's awesome. So I we know you did uh, Chris's EP. Mm-hmm. What, what else are you guys just the cutest news and stuff in Chris right now? Right now, yeah, we just finished up with Chris's EP. We're finishing up uh, the Cutie New EP. That's really exciting. There's so much in that, too. Um, we're trying to set plans for the rest of this year. Um, but we had all our marks last year. We also had Cindy Stark come in. She was our first uh, like EP production project. And we've had a couple other artists who've come in and use uh, the recording studio just as a recording studio. You know, we do re- for sure. just recording. Come in, we'll be your techs and... We do, you know, that so you can just do work, focus on your performance. And then um, we do the production side of everything where it's a lot more hands-on, much more intimate. Like, what do you want? What do you need? What can we do for you? Is there something you want? Is there a musician or a type of instrument you want to come in? Like, let us know. Like, we're here to, to provide you something that is, like, what you want. And I know we chatted about that a little bit earlier because it was like you guys brought in a harp player and someone playing cello or, like, just crazy amount of stuff for – uh, Chris's EP. So, you know, how did you guys get kind of set up with all these different artists? Because, I mean, I remember when I was playing in bands and stuff, it was like, who knows a drummer? And that's like way, way easier to find than someone who plays harp, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> so, um, a bit of luck and getting to know a lot of people and um, staying in contact. And it's, you know, it's musicians being musicians trying to help each other out. And, um, that's basically it. I met uh, A Stoner, Abby Stoner. She's the harpist um, through Cindy Stark. Um, Adela, she's playing cello on Chris's tracks. Um, Chris met Adela somehow and then met Adela for the first time here. So there was kind of like them meeting for the first time. Yeah, was that? That's goofy. Yeah. And then uh, he knew the violinist John. Uh, from the bike shop, I believe they work together, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no way! Yeah. yeah, so it's just a matter of just like I said, we we want something, we need something, we just try to figure out how to do it. Yeah, which I think adds huge value to. Like I know we, um, again, we were chatting about it beforehand before we started recording everything, but that adds so much value to a studio. I feel like because it's, you know, obviously we know you guys do great work hearing Chris's stuff and the cutest news and stuff that's been put out already, but. Um, those connections for artists being like, man, you know what? I really wish we had this in this track. And you're like, let me make a call. We'll get this done by mm-hmm. next week. You know, that's such a huge thing. I feel like for a studio that, um, you know, doing some home recording stuff isn't necessarily the easiest to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you, you hit it on the head there. I mean, it's just, uh, it's nice. It's nice to be able to, to know a lot of people and to be able to ask. And it's just a matter of like, Trust, honesty, respect, you know, hey, I need this. This is what I need you to come in. What do you need from me? Um, you know, what's, you know, what's your rate? This, that, the other. Just a matter of, uh, of professionalism and formality and making sure For everything sure. is kind of lined up. And, you know, it just produces. Yeah, it gets rid of all that question marks and all those things that kind of go through your head. I mean, I've had experiences at studios where you go in there and you're like, what, what is this about? Like, are, are we like, are we going to get the tracks at the end of this? Or, you know, you do the session and they're like, okay, it's going to cost $10,000. <laughs> my, my favorite too, is when you would meet somebody out playing a gig or whatever, they're like, yeah, dude, I'm setting up the studio. And you like go over and they're, they got like a focus, right. And a laptop. Yeah. And you're like, dude, like that's not a studio. <laughs> 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 I hate to break it to you. Like I'm nothing against, you know, 
DIY artist because I do the same thing mm-hmm. with, you know, stuff just fleshing things out, recording it on my laptop and being like, okay, we'll come back to that later. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's a big difference between the kind of stuff that you guys produce and uh, $120 interface mm-hmm. being your finished product, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we put a lot of time and attention and care into all of it. Like, just trying to make the best out of our equipment and just capturing the best performances and, and thinking over a few things. Like, kind of what Deb said earlier, it's just like, you got an idea, go for it. And then sometimes the idea is, like, almost there. It's like, oh, like, I like that melody that you just sang, but, like, maybe if you tweak it just a bit, mm-hmm. maybe if you sing it this way just a little bit, and um, you really just kind of push and shove where you can, and then you find something. Yeah. And kind of the best of both worlds, too, being a musician and an engineer. You know, it's like if you get someone who just does one, you're kind of missing the other part of, you know, like they'll let you record how you want to record, but there's there's no suggestions coming from the musical side of that person, you know. I honestly think what's great about you guys is that you do have that ability because I think a lot of producers and engineers in today's market are more about... I'll just do whatever I have to do to make it sound like it, it's supposed to sound. It's it like, comes out more stale. Yes. You know, there's no collaboration with the artist, which I think is, you know, some of the best music in history that's come out has been the collaboration between the engineer, you know, like the way producer and, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and the artist. It's, it's, it's all, belief. yeah, I mean, exactly. Some people have even like pushed artists to do something that they don't necessarily want or can do. And you're like, you have to do this because I feel like this is going to help you if we don't forget what I just taught you and continue what we were doing before. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at, like, Rick Rubin, everything that dude's ever touched. He's, like, not even similar styles, but it's just, like, he's, like, I'll... Rick Rubin's awesome. He's the man. He's (laughs) my favorite. He does. What's up? He has the ear. Oh, for sure. But uh, it's just one of those things where it's, like, you you see this stuff, like, artists before Rick Rubin and after Rick mm-hmm. Rubin, right? Like you, you look at some of the... are like a great example. Yeah, like their stuff was so unfocused. They didn't really have a solid sound. It was kind of sloppy. And then the first album they do with Rick Rubin and it, everyone's like, what the fuck, man? Where did yeah, these guys yeah. come from, you know? I think just produces like the professionalism is like you guys need to focus if you guys are, you know, uh, going in a thousand different directions with a bunch of weird pedals and stuff, especially with John Frusciante. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, you gotta, you gotta put yourself like, it's bad, but you gotta put yourself in a box. You gotta have a direction and idea mm-hmm. and a plan mm-hmm. to do something. Cause if you have no direction, then you are just kind of flailing in the wind. Yeah. It's great to experiment when you're writing. Oh, Not yeah. so great to experiment during the recording. So. <laughs> he does have that professionalism though, because he did deny the chili peppers the first time. Yeah. I didn't know that. And he told them basically get your shit together. Mm-hmm. That's when they and came then, back with Mother's Milk, right? Yeah. And then he was like, all right, fine, we'll do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then one of the greatest rock albums of all time, really. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's cool. I love the studio. I love having Melissa. Melissa's a huge part of the studio. Like, she's a wizard behind the keyboard. And, like, talk about collaboration. Her and I just collaborate all the time. It's fun. It's great. Cool to have a good team to just get the ideas out. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, what helps with you guys, too, is the atmosphere in this place is pretty badass. So, you know what I'm saying? You could have, like, some... The vibe's got to be right. Yeah, you yeah, could have right. all this cool gear, and then you take away everything else. It'd be kind of, like, you know, maybe awkward, maybe, no sense. But, like, mm-hmm. the vibe of certain rooms, like, adds a whole thing. That's why there's certain, like, legendary rooms. You're like, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, there's something about it. So it's, like, having a cool vibe in the atmosphere really makes a difference, too. The creative process, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's the goal. It's just free, open space. Do whatever you want. Have some fun. Explore. Like that's why I have all the colors. And it's a playground. It's a musician's playground here. You can just have fun and relax. And you know, just let me know what you need or let us know what you need. I hope it plug into the, the walls of amps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We'll have to uh, come back and just jam one day. Be a good time. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the best part. The collaboration is key. I mean, uh, the studio is my favorite place to be. I love playing shows, and I love writing, practicing, but, I mean, there's no better place with the right team, the right producer. Like you said, you're talking on, like, Rick Rubin or something, you know. My world opened up as a musician when I realized 
I don't know everything. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the best part about it is, it's crazy. yeah, just it, you, you had, you, things get elevated to a level you never thought possible with the right people that you're working with. For sure. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, I just got a thousand text messages. <laughs> it, it, no joke, my phone just vibrated like 20 times. I have no idea what's going on. Is Rick Rubin? I hope so. <laughs> Look, I heard the podcast. <laughs> I didn't know we were live, man. It's crazy. No, we're not. Rick Rubin's that good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think you need to add a little more bass <laughs> in the third microphone. You got it, Rick. Well, this is a quick question. Where did the uh, cutest nuisance name come from? <laughs> Origin story. Oh, man, it's it's funny. I it's There's not a whole lot of story to it. That's the best part. I. So I have a cat, and his name is Ted, and he's the best. <laughs> I, I love him. He's a great cat. But my um, my biggest enemy in the whole world is naming things. That is just the toughest. And eventually I got over that and realized, all right, don't think about it too much. Just, you know, just go with it. If it, if it sounds good, if it's providing the right vibe for whatever you're going for, and my girlfriend Kate, uh, we lived together with with my cat Ted, and uh, she just called him because he was being he was being a little, he was being a little asshole. He was just, you know, <laughs> he was just being a little jerk. And, uh, called him the cutest nuisance, and I was like, hmm, I don't like how that rolls off the tongue. I don't know. And that that was it. I just liked the liked the name, and I said, All right, we're gonna run with it. You need to write a song it. called Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard that story. Yeah, I, that's that's just I mean nothing crazy, but <laughs> na- you we're named after my cat. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty solid though. I mean, like some of not the best pitch. But yeah. yeah, we'll work on it. Well, no, See, that's I mean, why like, I didn't tell them. Look, that's, it's a we'll get Rick Rubin in here. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. find out the details. Yeah, well, look at the uh, the story from some of these like band like uh, Cage the Elephant. Their band name came from they were eating cereal. <laughs> And, uh, like, there was, like, a maze on the back, and there was, like, an elephant, and they were, like, lead it back to the cage. And they had to, like, solve the maze, and they were, like, that would be a great band name, Cage the Elephant. Boom, let's go. It's not always the most glamorous thing ever, but, I mean, whatever, whatever I can't, works, I right? can't think of a good, a band that has a good name that was from, like, a legitimate, like, wow, that's a great story. Like a great bra- yeah. like a brainstorming. Like, even Led Zeppelin's name was a joke. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, they turn an insult them. into their brand. Yeah, yeah. Krongbin, yeah. Nobody knows what that means. Yeah. Well, no, it's airplane, right? Yeah, yeah. They should have changed it. Right? Changed well, it. they. Well, <laughs> the story is, I've heard an interview. They they essentially like had this funky name because they have like really weird music compared to like traditional stuff, and they're like, we don't know where we're not going to go anywhere or whatever. They're just doing it for fun, and they're like, we just have this funky name, and then they got really big, and then it was like too late to change it, and they're like, well, we're going to run with it. <laughs> I think, like, what's interesting, too, I feel like a lot of famous artists, like, hate their band name. Like, after a few years, they're like, why the fuck did we call it that? You know? The Doobie <laughs> Brothers don't like their name now that well, they're all... You're they're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean... You just got to own it, right? Yeah, like, for sure. I, I mean, it's... Because no, no one thinks they have the coolest band name in the world because they're all taken or something like yeah. that. You know, it's it's just one of those things It's like... It's it's always the dilemma of the artist of just like oh man who is, my name is so bad and these names are so cool it's just like no you grow into it you know and some people don't like it after so many years but I, you just gotta own it it's just yeah. what it is and nothing was big or cool until it was you know what I'm saying yeah for like, sure so and well, one of my lo- oh, oh sorry dude you're good you're good I was just gonna say like at the local level too it's like who cares you gotta you know, be involved in the scene no matter what. It's like you got to be a person who is interested in other artists and who cares about the scene itself, whatever the scene is, quote unquote. For sure. But uh, I mean, like, so yeah, what's a band name really? You know, is the music cool? Yeah. Yeah. Is the music good? Is the personality? One of my, uh, my favorite interviews was with Dave Grohl and they're asking him, they're like, oh, what did, where did the Foo Fighters name come from? And he goes, I have no idea. He's like nobody even knows what foo is. Like, what, like why? Are, he's like, why are we fighting it? Nobody knows. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly it. It's, at the end of the day, 
Are you making something cool? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, most of the people who think their band name is like super deep and like, like you're the worst. <laughs> like your music sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I, I just don't put so much thought into it or so much pressure. Yeah. Just, I know? agree. The music's more important than the name. Yeah. yeah. You can find some way to spin it. Yeah. When you got yeah. some marketing team behind you, when you have like a record deal or whatever, you do this later on. You know, Rick Rubin actually gave us our name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> We're the red hot chili nuisances. <laughs> Cutest red hot nuisances. <laughs> cutest peppers. Cutest peppers. Oh, oh, that's a cool name. Second too quick. <laughs> if you guys want a cover band of chili peppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The cutest chili nuisance peppers. Yeah. Oh, yeah there we go. <laughs> as many words as we can fit in possible. <laughs> well, you know what? We should speak it into existence, though, because we talked to Danielle Jure, and she wanted to work with Mark Ronson. And then she mer- worked with Mark Ronson on that... Uh, yeah, didn't she tag him in it? Hold on. We need to fact check that before we put that onto the airways. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We also have time for a quick cut. I really need to use the bathroom. Dude, same. Um, well, we're, all, we're just about done. So, Jamie, can you pull that up? Can you pull that up, Jamie? Yeah. We're going to pull this up. We don't have a Jamie. Yeah, she says, she said on her post, my cover of Amy Winehouse's Back to Black is officially out. Thank you, people. Mark Ronson, Matt Legrand, and I don't know who the other people are. Wow. Oh, that's really cool. So we spoke it into existence. We're taking credit for it here at the Underground right, Session. It's not like, she's, yeah. it's not like she's incredibly <laughs> talented and had a bunch of connections or anything. It was definitely the exposure from the podcast. We just want, um, we just we're want putting our foot Ruben down bucks, about man. that. <laughs> yeah. You guys are responsible for that career. So, so now Rick Rubin is going to come be the producer for the podcast, I think, <laughs> is what's going to happen. We're all going to go out to Shangri-La. He doesn't seem that busy. He, he doesn't do that much, right? <laughs> no, really. Yeah, he's not like, he doesn't have his hands in literally everything going on Moral in the music support. world. He just makes you find yourself somehow. Yeah. What was that episode you of Dave? You guys watch Dave? Yes. Oh, I love yes. that show so We're much. all going to do that. How about when he found Flea's buried message? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Spiders. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's why I shaved my head because of that episode. Did you really? No. <laughs> I would have been. We should have just cut the podcast right the there. That's serious. The Did you really? <laughs> no. Like, I believe it. Sponsored Ed's, by. Dude, that was a deep episode, man. It was great. Yeah. Good season. All right. So anyway, um, obviously, we will put in the songs we just recorded at the end of this podcast, as well as links to. Uh, <laughs> why are you playing with my phone? Um, as well as links to everything that Cutest Nuisance has out right now, their social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I think we're on Amazon Podcasts. Yeah. We're not on OnlyFans. Um, I'll subscribe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We do a lot of ASMR. (laughs) It's right up your alley. Perfect. It's just Mike breathing into a microphone for 20 minutes at a time. That's all I need. Yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. Dollar a month, guys. It's a steal. (laughs) Uh, It adds up. So anyway, you can follow us on Oh, I'm fucking lost my train. <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. We're on we're on MySpace. We're on Vine. Friendster. We have, Friendster. We have an AIM yeah. account, by the way, too. Our AIM account. <laughs> you guys are really ahead of the game, man. I'll tell you what. We're social media wizards. They're right? coming back, man. They're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> social media social media hipster. Facebook. The the AIM account name is or so. <laughs> perfect perfect marketing right there that's great uh anyways <laughs> we're gonna have to cut all this shit out <laughs> okay so anyways uh where can people find you guys i know you got stuff on spotify right yeah we're on spotify we're on apple music we're on Bandcamp, soundcloud um we're on youtube oh. anywhere you can listen yeah anywhere you can listen to music really excellent and then uh as always you can check in the description below and we will have that I'll put together for you. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Cool. Yeah, Thanks really for having us. It. Yeah. It's a blast. You. Cool. Signing off. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We are Cutest Nuisance. And this song is called The Man Who Sold the World. It's by David Bowie. Thank you.
Hi guys, we are Cutest Nuisance, and this song is called As Good As You Remember. Say 
Hi guys, Ricky just <laughs> since this song's called Wall Street's Dead. Yeah. I'll see you 